It is Monday, July 10th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer BBD and Dan Rourke along for the ride. At least BBD is with us. He can't see him right now unless he wanted to stick his hand here on camera and just wave. Yeah, there he is. It's good to be together here for the MLB Midsummer Classic. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great. It's excellent to be in person. We always like doing this. I, I forgot that we were on camera for a little bit. I know, bit. right? I didn't look at you guys. I know. But here I am remembering there's a camera now. Uh, I'm excited for the show. Yes. I think our um, we have a great rapport together. Oh, you know, nice well, that's lovely. Always. But when we're together, oh, it's a little it's bit better special. because we get to feel each other. It's not like, you know, virtual. It's reality. Yeah. Okay. okay. This is not a simulation to me now because I can touch. So you're going to do this the entire 29 minutes? No, no. That was it. Okay. Just kind of pick and choose? Yeah. Okay. If I get excited. All right. We're excited to certainly be in Seattle. Uh, first time that the All-Star Game is here since 2001. Oh, yeah. You get your Bo Bichette shirt yeah. on. Are you hoping to run into him at some point over the next few days while you're wearing the Bo Bichette shirt? I got a few things to ask him and to say to him, so yes. We have him sign it? No. No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. No. Hug me. Put your DNA on it. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. All right. We're excited. We get to hang out at the Home Run Derby tonight. It'll be an interesting content opportunity for us. A lot of the gang will be going. Uh, that'll be coming out, I'm, I imagine, in a few weeks or a few days or whenever it's on the schedule, uh, whenever Jake decides is my guess. So, um, once again, an interesting group of eight out there. It'll be uh, Robert against Adley. Adolis against Randy, Mookie against Vlad, and Pete against J-Rod in the first round. What's your biggest storyline heading into this thing? We sort of mentioned it, I believe, two episodes ago. You kind of asked me about the first-round matchups. Right. I still think that's the, the best storyline for me is Adelise Garcia and Randy Rosarena going up against each other. Two Cuban ball players who played against each other back in Cuba. Um, then they both end up with the St. Louis Cardinals organizations. Uh, they end up being roommates. And then the the careers kind of take a different turn. Randy Rosarena goes to the Rays, kind of has like immediate success. Uh, Adelise Garcia gets DFA'd by the Cardinals, I believe picked up by the Rangers, kind of just around, and then all of a sudden he bursts onto the scene in 2021, makes the All-Star game. And now for them to go up against each other, I think is just a really cool, like, you know, uh, time is a flat circle type thing. And it reminds me of one of my favorite lyrics, C-Rose. Oh, no. From a Led Zeppelin song. It's called Ten Years Gone. It's a great song. Go check it out. Uh, it says, then as it was, then again it will be. Though their course may change sometimes, rivers always reach the sea. Wait, did you have that available on your phone right away? I brought it up because I knew, and though the course may change sometimes, rivers always reach the sea, but I always forget uh, the first line of okay. that. So. so you really, like, dive deep into lyrics. Well, what is a song about? Other well, than I know, but some people I just like, like the lyrics tunes. and words. No, you know, I like, I'm like a lyricist. Along, yeah. Doing this. yeah, that's a great song, so go check it out. But I, I just love that. Like, you know, these guys, I, I imagine, you know, you had friends growing up, maybe. A few. They I were did. Rentals. I had a few friends and playing ball against them. To be able to do that at the high school level was fun. Mm -hmm. The college level was fun. Okay. Minor league baseball, great. That's, an, that's a dream come true. But to be able to do it at the All-Star game in a home run derby going mano y mano, there's no better storyline than that. I like it. Uh, I'm going to talk about the one seed, Luis Robert, a guy that we've kind of been waiting and waiting and waiting, and all he's had are injuries over his first three seasons. And now that he's stayed healthy, didn't you pick him as the league MVP last year, I think? 
Uh, look, he has everything that you need to be like the elite of the elite. I'm not trying to shit on you. I'm, try, I'm I prob- trying to no, build I, you I, up. Yeah, I probably did. I don't remember. I think you did. The year that you had the White Sox and the Brewers in the World Series. It would have been nice for him to be MVP yeah. that year. And neither of those teams made the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. Right? No, but you're on, on track for that also I this am. year. So. I am. Let's go. Come on, Blue Jays. Come on, Padres. <laughs> Give me something here. Uh, but with Luis, Luis Robert, he has had an MVP-type season, right? We know that it's going to go to Shohei. He probably doesn't even have to suit up in the second half, and he still will win the American League MVP running away. But Robert has done everything that you could ask of and then some. And I think that we're going to see that on display. From what we heard, Garcia and Rosarena had to talk him into participating in the home run derby. So I think it'd be fun if he ended up... (laughs) Bless you, my man. Holy... Well, now you're not allowed to touch and feel. I don't know. I didn't know what to do right there because I have this mic right here. All right. I think I handled it appropriately. You did. You okay. clean it up. It's, it's that way. Do you wipe it on your hand, on your pants, or what do you do? Please. Wh- I, it was it was like this. I'm I contemplating think. having you wash your hands, to be honest with you. It's not going to happen. Did you see Jake dribble the ball across Manhattan? Yeah, that was think nasty. he washed his hands? No, he went and had a steak dinner and I mean, ate it with his bare hands. I'm sure that Jess wore a hazmat suit over the next six or seven days. Can I make one more point on mine? Please. So, Adelise Garcia. Uh, hits the ball very hard. Um, average exit velocity is in the 90th percentile. Max exit velo, 96th percentile. Mm. Randy Rosarena, a little higher average exit velo at 93%. Max exit velo, 93 We're talking elite of the elite power guys going up against each other who happen to be friends, who happen to be from Cuba, who you know I love Cuban ball players. Okay. Let's move on to the All-Star game itself. We had a bunch of pitchers pull out for several reasons, one of whom is Framber Valdez. Why were you looking at me? What? Pull out of the All-Star game participation, <laughs> okay? I was looking at Jake. Come on. Clean it up. You're 37. <laughs> you're not a sophomore, Crespi. Okay? I don't know where you're going with this right now. What's going on with Framber Valdez? What happened? He is, he is not going to participate no in way. the All-Star game. He will be here. He will mingle with all the people. He'll get a chance to tip his cap, all that sort of stuff. But he will not pitch in the All-Star game. His Houston Astros manager, Dusty Baker, who is also the skipper of the American League team, had this to say. We can't risk forever on on two or three days rest, you know, for an exhibition game. I know it's it's important, but our season is, is, is far more important than than the All-Star game. So basically, Dusty making the point. Uh, something we all know, that the Astros' second half is much more important than an exhibition game. That is true. Do you have any problem with what Dusty had to say? No. Why? Like, no. That's It, it is the truth. You, you just said it. And, you know, Framber came out and said, if I start the All-Star game, maybe I'd consider it. I actually believe the choice is Framber's, not the organization. If he wants to pitch in the All-Star game, he can pitch in the All-Star game. I don't think Dusty Baker can stop him from pitching in the All-Star game. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a smart choice for the Astros. You've already dealt with some injuries this year to your starting rotation. And mm-hmm. Framber has taken the ball, and he goes deep into games every single time, except for two this year. He's only been under five innings – excuse me, six innings pitched three times. Let me, see that, let me say that again. He's started how many games now? 17 games. Wow. Pretty and he's good. he's been under six innings pitched three times. He's only given up more than three runs twice. Like, this guy's been everything you could ask for. Maybe he should start the AL All-Star game uh, or for the AL at the All-Star game. But I have no problem with it. I think it is more important for them, and they do have injuries already. And Dusty's right. Like, he couldn't – he doesn't want that to happen in a game 
where, you know what, it's like, Framber, just go take some time off, dude. He also is coming off of that minor ankle injury, right, yeah. that pushed a, a recent start back. He, I, I suppose that's like an injury. You, that's an injury you would get, like walking down the stairs, right? That's what it was. No, I haven't hurt my ankle walking down the stairs. So you and Framber, same. I'm quite nimble when I walk okay. down the stairs Sorry. in my palatial estate. Damn you. <laughs> um, it, it gets to kind of a bigger question of where we're headed to the All-Star game. Because a lot of starting pitchers are saying, yeah, I'm good. Like I, And if you notice, there's a lot of guys that have gone on the injured list during this time. A lot of their teams have put them on the injured list. Clayton Kershaw. That's an example. Yes. Saying, let's utilize this extra time and just make sure you're right for the second half, which I totally get. But here's the point now. We're going to be down, instead of having the seven best starting pitchers available on the All-Star team, we're going to get the 25th best pitcher, starting pitcher, from each league in the All-Star game. And that's going to be a problem. And you and I have said this. The game is the second banana to the home run derby. It's not even close to me. Right. Would you agree with that? But we're also not getting the best hitters to play in the home run derby either just because it's more entertaining. Is that why you think so? Yeah. I I think that I'm looking way more forward to the home run derby than the game itself. I'll say this about starting pitchers and, and guys not going in. I don't think it matters because... There's enough really good pitchers in the big leagues that can go one inning and be electric. So, so I don't even think the starters not being there matters. I get the star name. I get the name power uh-huh. of it, and you want your guys there. But if we're talking straight baseball, I don't think we're, I don't think we're going from like some high level to some low level now. I think the baseball is still going to be very, very top tier. And honestly, I think it might even be better because a lot of those guys you're mentioning – they're creatures of habit. They pitch every fifth day. They don't know how to do one inning or they don't know how to prepare in a situation where they don't have all the things at their you know, facility that they're used to. Relievers are more malleable, if you will. I, I'm just curious where it all went wrong with, with this stuff, with starting pitchers not being available. I'm not saying, hey, it was better back in my day, but go look at some of the all-star game box scores in the 80s. It's hilarious. The starting pitcher went four innings. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think that's better necessarily for a couple of reasons. One is, could you imagine a pitcher going four innings in an all-star game? Like, people would be – they would actually talk about that on other morning shows that don't talk about baseball. That's how crazy it would be. So I'm not upset with Framber Valdez. I'm not upset with the Houston Astros because there are other guys who have decided not to do this. Um, and I understand it. I'm just kind of curious – when it became difficult for a guy who pitched on Saturday to then pitch on Tuesday, because it wasn't that hard a few years ago. Now you know I don't necessarily love starting ah, pitchers. But listen, listen, okay. listen. They offered a million dollars to the winner of the Home Run Derby. What, what do they offer guys in the All-Star game? Well, some guys have bonuses I think you get in. a little bit of bonus. There might be some sort of pay, but it's nothing close to a million dollars. No. no, I'm not saying everyone on the roster should get a million dollars for winning the All-Star game, but if you sweeten the pot a little bit, which, by the way, MB, you could. I mean, yeah. give, give each guy 50, 60, 100 grand. Give him what? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that is an incentive, yeah, yeah, and, it, that, it ha- and it's added intrigue to me to the Home Run Derby. Hasn't it for you? A million dollars on the line? You know the guys are locked in. It's not just like, hey, let's mess around and go hit some balls out of the park now. It's not that. Like, a million dollars is a million dollars, dude. It's made it much more interesting. So give a hundred grand to each player. What are there, 33 players on each squad? What is that? Is that 3.3? Yeah. That's Okay, boom. 6.6. 6. 
You don't need 6.6. Well, the winner gets teams. the winner gets oh, that. Oh boy. That's what I'm saying. The winner oh. what is there's a little bit of a prize for second and third in the Homer Derby, but you don't get the same prize. Okay. What is this? All right, all right, interesting. I like where your brains are. I'm just I mean, come on. 3.3. Mhm. Want to tell you a little bit about bird dogs. That's right. They've made yes. even this guy with a dad bod look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you the truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restrictive cotton. Those things, they're terrible. So actually, Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric. Looks just like khaki, but stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And what month are we in, Ploof? Shoot, that's a tough one. July. We're in July. Yeah. What does that mean? The weather is what? It's named after uh, the moon. Okay. The weather is what? <laughs> it's hot. And it's sticky out there, Wasn't depending on the where moon? you live. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Keeps you nice and cool and dry all day long. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to birddogs.com slash today. Oh, Enter the promo code today for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. So what does that mean? You get to pick from an amazing array of great-looking, great-fitting shorts, and you get to keep yourself cool at Ploof's Barbecue, where he likes to cook his meat with a free Yeti-style tumbler. Mm. Head on over to birddogs.com today. I use that Yeti-style tumbler all the time in my house. Do you? All the time. Good boy. Hey, I guess what? July is not named after a moon. Oh, what's it named after? Uh, Julius Caesar. Makes a lot more close. sense. Close. Yeah. That was a close There's second. like, there's a moon somewhere at some point. <laughs> you went from a moon to Julius Caesar? Beavers, if you want to just check that out, watch, which month is named after a moon? August is named after uh, Julius Caesar's Augustus. Augustus. Yeah, I got, I think I knew that one. Uh, I believe January is the one named after the moon. Oh, okay. We're, we're hey, checking BBD? that out. You're going to make Dan Rourke jealous if you keep talking too much. I'm just going to tell you that. You're going to, he's going to call. He's going to be like, I, I, I do this every day, and I don't get to chime in. Well, that's because he just added something intelligent to the conversation, Dan. That's why. Good job, BBD. Don't stop doing that. All right, Brewers take a series from the Cincinnati Reds. Close the gap to just one game in the National League Central. But, of course, everybody is talking about Ellie De La Cruz and what he did on Saturday. One at bat. Reaches base, steals second, steals third, and while nobody is looking, he steals home. Absolutely unreal. The place goes nuts. The baseball world, the sports world is talking about Ellie De La Cruz at 21 years old. And his 40-year-old teammate, Joey Votto, he had an interesting athletic comparison to the Reds' budding star. I grew up uh, in Toronto, Canada. Damon Stoudemire was my favorite player when I was when the franchise first started, and then we drafted a player by the name of Vince Carter. And every single day, I tuned in, we tuned in, the city tuned in. Uh, he did something special, and that is exactly who he reminds me of. He reminds me of, uh, you know, insanity, Air Canada Carter. We're gonna have to come up with some sweet nicknames for him because the dude is worthy of anything you give him. All right, Ellie's only been a, up here for a month. Are you on board with Vado's bravado? How long has Joey Vado been on the Apollo space station? Where are we getting these <laughs> clips from, Mike? They're just goodness. running through the machine. They're going to sound great in post. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right now, people, they don't sound great. In my ears, fine. No big deal. Uh, what's the question? The question is that Ellie De La Cruz has only been up in the big leagues for about a month or so. Yes. Are you on board with Vado's bravado? 
I'm okay with him saying that because I do feel there's a little bit of truth to, you know, kind of what he's saying. He's bringing, and what you said earlier, I think a guy like Ellie De La Cruz can get people who don't watch baseball regularly to tune into games. Mm -hmm. And people are going to know, I think if people watch an episode of Sports Center or see highlights, they're going to remember his name. Because he just, he looks different too. He's tall and he is fast and everything he does on the baseball field is so fluid. Like, all the actions are there. It makes you take notice. So, yeah, a guy like Vince Carter coming up doing the things on the court like he did. I think of a guy like Reggie Push in college football. Mm -hmm. People who didn't watch college football were, like, intrigued with Reggie Bush because of the way he moved on the field. I think he brought in a lot of fans to USC and to football in general because of what he did. I think Ellie, although, yes, it's only been a month, I think that he has the ability to continue that and to bring fans into the sport that necessarily weren't there before. Do you think he's more exciting than Shohei? I think there are times. I think I think he's a little bit of more of a showman than Shohei is. We've seen Shohei get a little bit of that nastiness bat flip to him, but for the most part, Shohei will give the normal amount of emotion. Mm-hmm. Where I think Ellie kind of has the chains rocking. He's got the hair. Like I said, like he just he looks different on a baseball field. The celebrations are there. And Shoei hasn't really done that just yet. It's more raw emotion. And that's more that's more culture based as well. I think that in a sport where you get rewarded for consistency, that guys who deliver heart stopping moments are so few and far between. And, you know, it happened during certain times of Barry Bonds' career where you couldn't miss an at-bat. Sure. And I think that we have kind of approached that territory with this kid that we don't know what he's going to do. And you hear Votto and the rest of his teammates talk about how smart he is and what a sort of baseball IQ he's got. You combine that intelligence with the athleticism that's obviously on display. I mean, it's not, like, it's not a joke. Like, he's come up this first month. He's been tearing the cover off the ball. He's made some really nice defensive plays. And then on the bases, he's got 16 steals already. Yeah, and, and, and a guy like Joey Votto, who is very – he thinks about what he says before he says it. You yeah. can tell he appreciates that and wants to – Yeah, he's not one for hyperbole. He's just think. not going to throw that out there. So he's yeah. seen a lot of ball players in, in his time in the big leagues and, and throughout you know the organization. And for him to single out Ellie, I think there's a clear reason why he would do that. And I know that there's probably some Brewers fans out there that are saying, Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's mention Matt McLean and Spencer Steele and all the rest Spencer of the guys. Spencer Steer and oh, Spencer Steele. That's the Justin Steele and Spencer Steer. Steers, baby. Anyways, oh, we got to mention those people because they're the reason the Reds are doing well, too. We get it. But Ellie is special, guys. I, and that's the thing. I know that there might be some Brewers fans who are like, Hey, assholes, we won the series. Like, why aren't you talking about us? I get it. Like, I understand, but when Joey Votto kind of brings out a name that was a showstopper in a different sport and makes that kind of comparison, it makes you stop for a second. And I, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good one, actually, with Vince Carter. I don't know how much you remember about his emergence in the league. I remember Vince Carter. I remember, I remember the dunks. Okay. Right. And the he, Frederick Weiss dunk in the Olympics. I was at one at Staples Center where he took it the, the length of the court, and it was... It was probably his second year in the league, maybe. Maybe his third. But he was literally taking off at that point. And just he was one of those guys you couldn't take your eyes off of. Sure. And I just think it's so awesome, particularly in a sport which is of a slower pace. And maybe we only get to see him do something 
action-wise four or five times a game. It's not like we can keep feeding him the ball and he's going to jack up 25 shots. I got a question for you. Yes. Now, this, you have to rack, rack your brain probably for this one. Okay. Who is the second most exciting player in the big leagues? If you're saying Elliot of the Cruz and what he does and all these things are so exciting, you can't take your eyes off him. Who's number two on the list for you? I think Shohei's his own category, don't you? Yeah, I, I don't think he makes that list unless you're like a baseball fan. If you're a casual, right. if you're a casual observer of the sport, I don't know if you point to Shohei within the first three or four people just because, like I said, the emotion isn't there. Mm-hmm. So that's something that Ellie brings. Is there anybody else that comes to mind that is, is even up on the tier with him? I think Acuna. Acuna could do it. I, I love say, Acuna. That's I mean, I, I told you the other day, I thought he was today's Ricky Henderson with more pop. Okay. Um, it's probably where I would go as well. Yeah, I think Acuna. Because he does everything so damn well. Mookie, too, when you really think about it. I, know, I don't know if casuals the, think that, no. but like, you're right. What he does is crazy. But part of the problem with Mookie is that we've almost become bored. He makes with it how look good so easy. Is. That's the thing. It's effortless, and it's not because he is out there. I can tell you, I've been down to Dodger Stadium, and I saw this years ago when he was with the Red Sox at a game at Yankee Stadium. He was the first guy hitting early BP. Yeah. He was out there at like 145 one day. And I was like, huh? Like the game's not till seven. And he was out there. And he is out there all the time taking extra reps at shortstop, at second, doing other things. And he just kind of goes about it, man. We gave Mookie our um, utility award for all GM. I saw that. People were losing their minds. But if you go look at what he's done, he's played shortstop. He's yeah. played second place. He's played outfield. This is Mookie Betts, MVP player Mookie Betts moving around the diamond you just don't get that that often that's interesting hey uh not sure if you checked the standings but five of the six divisions separated by two games or fewer which one is most interesting as we head into the break I have an answer which I don't think you agree with but I'm gonna go with the AL West and I'll give you a few reasons why I do agree by the way oh you do agree oh you gave me the (laughs) poker face earlier (laughs) all right yes number one Texas Rangers experiment has worked they okay. brought in a bunch of guys. They brought in the right guys. Chris Young pulling the strings over there. He's, mm-hmm. he's turned the franchise around very quickly. They sit at the top. Love that story. Number two, the Houston Astros right behind them, two games behind, dealing with a ton of injuries. Their depth is being tested like it's never been tested before. And guess what? They're passing the test. So you have them right on the Rangers' heels. We kind of expected that at the beginning of the season for Houston to be there, but they're doing it in a different way. Number three, Seattle. They're going on a little run here. Are they, they are. are they going to get back into contention? I guarantee every person that's listening to this that's a Mariners fan thought they would be in contention come the All-Star break. They've put themselves back into the discussion a little bit. Although they're they prob- back. They probably won't say that or admit that because they like the underdog role, but they're there. And then you have the Oakland A's making history as being you know one of the worst teams in the whole, in the whole stadium saga, Vegas, Oakland. So there's a storyline there, and then the Angels, which I think is probably the biggest storyline in all of baseball. And I said that on the Stephen A. Smith thing that he said about baseball. I said, you know what? The Angels might be the most relevant team in all of baseball because they have Shohei Otani, and they have the biggest decision possibly in franchise history to make. Yep. So add all those things up. The AL West is a crazy, crazy space right now. It is. I, I thought you nailed it. If I had to go different, just for argument's sake. Okay. I would look at what has happened with the Tampa Bay Rays, where they have a 6-7 game losing streak until they won on Sunday. 
Now, all of a sudden, it's just a two-game lead over the Orioles. The Blue Jays got it going right before the break. They're only seven back. Yankees, eight. And the Red Sox, who I actually thought had a really solid first half. They finished at 48 and 43. They're nine games back. When you consider all of the mess that they've had, particularly with that starting rotation and some injuries, I think it's actually been a damn good job by Cora and, and this entire organization. I think things could could flip around very quickly here. In the East? Yes. Yeah, because I, I'm curious. I think Toronto is the one team that probably doesn't have to make major moves. I think that they could add another bullpen arm. They're going to get Ryu back in the second half. Manoa looked good. Manoa did look good. We'll see if that continues. It's just one game against Detroit, but we'll see. We're always curious about if the Orioles are going to make some sort of move in their rotation to strengthen that, or they're going to be okay with the five guys they've got. The Rays have been dealing with major injury issues all year, and it seems to have caught up with them a little bit over the last three to four weeks in particular. And then the Yankees, they just get Rodon going for the first time. They just fired their hitting coach. We'll see if that has any impact, and we have no idea when Aaron Judge is going to come back. So I think that this is a fascinating, and it's, by the way, it's the only division where everybody has a plus run differential. I don't know if everybody buys that one. But the Yankees actually have the lowest run differential in the entire division at plus 20 this year. Kind of interesting. It, I mean, that is kind of the obvious choice, I think, when you're talking about divisions because everyone is above 500 and everyone is playing well and it's the deepest division. So I, I understand why you'd say that. Rays are 0-7 in July. They won. Oh, they won today. On Sunday. On Sunday, excuse me. That's a little behind-the-scenes magic right there. <laughs> My bad. Finally, we usually do a tip of the cap at the top of the show, but I wanted to combine it with kind of this last question. Um, A tip of the cap to the Tigers, who had their first ever combined no-no on Saturday. So that was kind of nice. Matt Manning was the guy that started it, and Alex Lang was the guy that finished it. And boy, did he... He definitely delivered again in the post-game interview. Alex, they were saying in the booth that you were built for a moment like this. How are you feeling? And walk me through the night that curve was working as well as it ever has. Man, holy shit. How about that, Detroit? How about okay, there we uh, go. it through the rain? Let's go. Come on. Yeah. We apologize for what you might have just heard there. So they, the reporter also, I apologize for what you just heard on air. This is more of a statement than a question. Can we just get past that whole thing, please? Kids' ears are not going to spontaneously combust if they hear the word holy shit or the phrase holy shit. They're going to be just fine. If Teddy or Isla heard the words holy shit, are they going to be okay? No, that's disgusting. Oh, I can't believe you would say something like that on fucking air. Unreal. (laughs) They obviously don't know what daddy does for a living. I used to watch Beavis and Butthead when I was a little kid. (laughs) 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 Although I don't know if they cussed on that. But that's a hilarious show. I don't know how appropriate it is anymore. It's, and I honestly don't even remember any of the the um, episodes, but I did watch it growing up. Right. Well, I mean, South Park's the most inappropriate thing that has ever been shown on television. Or the most appropriate, either way you want to look at it. Right. Right. But somehow we've made it all, right? We've made it. So why do, on one hand, you can, you know, have that on air and you can't have a player who just, you know, finished up a no-hitter and have actual emotion deliver that, and we're like, oh, my God. 
I don't have an answer for you at all. Okay. I don't. Good. People are people. Uh, I thought it was cool. Ninth no-hitter in franchise history. First one since Justin Verlander 16 years ago. Nice ranging catch by Baez if you're going to go after some plays that held it in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who was the left fielder right there? That was uh, the guy that had the slide the other day that was really good. Oh, yeah. I'd have to go back. Anyways, he kind of gave away to Baez, which I guess ended up being the right play, but he ranged very uh, far out to left field to make that catch. So congratulations to everybody there. Have Go Tigers go. Are they going to be like a, a thing next year? Um, somebody asked that uh, on Twitter to us and said, you know, we, we haven't talked a lot about the Tigers and with good reason, he said, but because of the no hitter, what, like how close do you think we are? I think a lot of it can, you know, Riley Green was really kind of coming into his own, I felt like, before his injury. So we're going to see him in the second half, hopefully stay entirely healthy. You know, Spencer Torkelson just... When we heard he was getting drafted, they were like, he is a complete hitter, yep. and he has not been a complete hitter. So those two guys are a big deal. If Manning can you know, spearhead a young rotation, we don't know about Casey Mize's uh, health anytime in the near future. Uh, Scooball just okay, came time, back. Okay, time, 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 yep. time. Forget all those guys. Yeah. How about the guy you just signed to a massive deal? How about you perform a little bit? Javi? Yeah, man. If he doesn't go, then the chances of them being a top-end contender are stymied. I mean, he has to be a guy. So he has to perform the way he did when he was an MVP runner-up a bunch of years ago? 671 OPS last year, 584 OPS this year. That was in 144 games last year. So, like, look, you got to be better than that. Yep. By the way, it was Veerling that was in uh, left field. Yeah, Veerling's sneaky athletic. Yeah. I didn't mean to not shout you out, bro. Well. But that's kind of what we did. Okay. All right. So are you ready for a couple of fun-filled days up here in Seattle with the rest of the crew? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Starting off hot right are, now. Who's going to perform best for the John Boy Media team um, at the Home Run Derby? Anybody going to catch a ball like Moylan did last year? I'm not so sure because we only have one seat out there this yeah. year. So the chances are a little <laughs> bit slimmer. I think so far uh, Jake has answered the bell. Now, the only thing is, he has a sweet Jessica here. So, I don't know what the vibe is going to be like there. He might be in love mode instead of grinding. Is she going to the Hummer Run Derby? Maybe. He doesn't know a thing. If so, does she get uh, like a, at least a batter or two out, all the out there to try and catch and a ball? He doesn't make any of she them. Can, will she elbow people and go after it? She's mean. Okay. That's the exact thing Don't, you want to say after six months this. of marriage, by the way. Exact thing you want to say. Perfect. Perfect. Can I get you a divorce gift anytime in the near future? Or is that just a wedding gift I'm supposed to get? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> We're done for the day. But we are back as we will get you all set for the Midsummer Classic on Tuesday. We cannot wait for it. For our... Producer, BBD, Ooh. and Dan Rourke, whom we love, even though we didn't hear from you today, and the always entertaining Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.